Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. We're here to look back at last night's one all draw at Shrewsbury Town and ahead to Saturday's trip to Cambridge United. I'm joined by Tom Walsh, who's stuck in his house in Vienna. How are we, Tom? Uh, yeah, I've been better, Matthew. I've been better. Uh, yeah, let's just let's just gloss over this. Let's not get into Austrian politics and why... <laughs> Why, no, no. why we should be locked down and why aren't people having the vaccine? I'll just say, uh, fuck the OVP and fuck Get your all vaccine. of this. The voice there of uh, Jimmy Ray, the world's... Well, uh, surely these times are testing his ability to they be are. the world's most positive man, Jim. How are we? Uh, well, I mean, you know, like I said last week, I mean, I, I, I'm feeling less positive about someone recently. Um Briefly felt a bit more positive on Saturday, although they were, you know, even I couldn't be that positive about that result. And after last night, I'm just, yeah, it's not great, is it? Let's be honest. I feel like not just with with Tom's lockdown issue, but I feel like a lot of this has been very late, very late 2020. Insofar yeah. as Sunderland are are struggling again, like we were this time last year, and we're fans are debating changing the manager like they were this time last year, and. And yeah, it's just uh, history's repeating itself in more than one way at the minute, and it's getting a bit great, uh, draining, to be fair. Two years on the bounce, then, actually, because we were here in 2019 when we had this the exact situation, only the yeah. manager had gone by this point, and we got a worse manager. So. Yeah, we did. It's, but with um, an excellent CV, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll talk more about the manager in a bit I think but the game itself last night was uh, yeah rubbish really I think for want of a better word obviously we're going one up then Shrewsbury being reduced to 10 men at half time you think well this is ideal for Lee Johnson because we could go on and win this 2 or 3 nil, build on Saturday's win it against Ipswich and head into the weekend and it it was the polar opposite of that. The second half performance, in particular, was dire. Tom, mm. I, I uh, in very worrying. Um, yeah, you say worrying, but we've it's been coming. This I well, mean, yes, we've had slappings off teams, and now we can't beat the supposed dregs of the division. Um, I thought Shrewsbury. I thought the first half I wasn't wasn't particularly too clever. I mean, a lovely goal by Pritchard, but we were. We were loose in our passing. We gave them a few opportunities that, with a bit more of a clinical striker from on their behalf, they would have scored. 
And then Shrewsbury just tried their best to lose it right at the end of the first half. And then after the, the second half was just, there was nothing. There was no kind of, where has this like slick passing and um, like great through balls and vision from our players gone from like the first few weeks of the season? And what I saw was just the second half was a team, like dare I say it, like scared of Shrewsbury Town. There's no like confidence on the ball. And like when they scored, you felt like, yeah, of course this was coming. Like for a team with 10 men, they look oddly more comfortable with this with this situation and I, I don't know it's 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 been it's been like this for a few weeks and the the, the game against Ipswich kind of just papered over what has been like a wretched like two past what six weeks or something like that it's just it's not it, yeah. very good it's not it, it really it really isn't and and Saturday you know is, is a win the, the type of win we got against Ipswich is the type of win if if we won last night, Jim, that's you look back and you think, right, well, that's fine. We didn't play very well, yeah. but that's turned it that stopped the rot. And now we've kicked on. But to have a win like an unconvincing win like that, and then to draw against relegation fodder, basically, Shrewsbury ten men, Shrewsbury Town. Yeah. Jim, it's uh it's it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think for me, it's it's a, it's a great example why like often it's better to look at a series of, of performances um, over just like looking at one result. In the same way, that if you're playing well and you have one bad result, um, you can often get back on the horse and react to it. I think we're doing the opposite of that at the minute. We had a good result on Saturday, but we didn't really play very well. And the fact we then again didn't play well last night just sort of backs that up um, as as being a bit of a blip. So to be honest with you, I think. Um, it is it is really worrying, and to be honest, I, watching that last night against ten men, it was it was really hard to watch that mm. second half, and it was so much harder than it needed to be. Um, and like you said, they almost tried to give us the result in a way, you know, um, getting going down to yeah. ten men, and it, it should have been the perfect opportunity for for like you said, Johnson was to be rubbing his hands, thinking we can do this, and yet there was just nothing. Yeah. We basically let them back into the game so easily and then just spent 45 minutes doing very, very little, um, which is worrying, especially in the context of the of the results we've had in previous in the previous few games, um, bar Saturday, but the performance on Saturday wasn't great. And I think it's symptomatic of the run that we're on. So for me, if you look at sort of trends in performances that we're trending downwards at the minute and... Mm-hmm. One good result, like you said, Tom, doesn't paper over the cracks of weeks of bad performances in the same way that one bad result when you're playing well doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden not a good team. And I think really mm-hmm. the issue we've got is how does what changes? Because something has got to change. We cannot keep performing like this because if we do, bear in mind we're so close to being in the automatic promotion places because of the good start we had. What do we do to arrest the slide that we're on now? Because something has to happen. Yeah, I was just—I'm sorry. sorry. I was just thinking no. what you said there, and it's like the start of this season where we went to Burton and got beat. No one was actually that worried because it's like, well, we can we can see like we can see that this progress here. We're seeing we're playing good football, and you know we're a bit unlucky. We should have won that game, yada yada. And to to maybe like a certain extent that um, the game against Portsmouth, you know, it's just like all right, okay, conditions, yada yada. 
off day. Right? Yeah, okay. exactly. That's exactly what I mean. It's like because we were but playing it, well in the other games, yeah. we didn't mind that so much. This is why, like, I get what you mean with the kind of the Ipswich game. It's like, yeah, you might have won the game, but it's like, it's not the performance against. It's say like I listened to the pod on the reaction pod on uh, Saturday. And you were saying, Matt, how like you were surprised at how like meek, um, like Ipswich were, and I would have thought again, like they would have come at us. But had a team come at us on Saturday, they probably would have beaten us. And it's like yeah. Shrewsbury did it for about twenty minutes last night because they thought, well, all right, we're down to ten men. Let's just have a go, see what they're made of. And we didn't, we didn't pass that test. And it's really, really worrying. The um the the Ipswich game now it, it looks like a, a game late in the season. So we've had them before. I remember under Ricky Sabrazi years ago when we were awful for, for weeks and months, and we beat Hull one nil at yeah. home, and we were awful. And that was just enough to kind of keep us up. And after that, we were still awful. Like mm. we 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 did. I don't think we won another. I think that was the only game we won for about three months. Yeah, we got and it, it now looks. Yeah, and then we yeah. And it now looks a lot like a result like that in isolation, where it it hasn't really done anything. And at the end of the season, that was just about enough, like getting yeah. that result. But like in the middle of you know November, that in the middle of this sort of run is nowhere near enough. And it just makes you wonder. Like it's not even a streak anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we didn't we didn't play realistically on Saturday demonstrably any better than we did yesterday, really. We just scored two goals at the end of a game in which we were probably second best for most of it. And yeah, I, th- I think that's for me why you have to look at a, a series of games in a, in a block just to see how a team is really playing. Because, you know, there was quite a few, quite, I saw quite a bit on, online and stuff after the game on Saturday being like, oh, you know, see, see, like we are good. Like, and I want, kind of wanted to think that as well. But at the same time, it was like, well, we really need to see how we then play. How do we follow this up? And, and the issue was um, we followed it up yesterday with with a very similar, quite poor performance, yeah. um, and got ourselves into a position where I mean, make, make no bones about it. Like Shrewsbury in the are in the relegation zone, even even now, still I think after the point they got yesterday, they were certainly in it before we played them, and we were one nil up, and they were down to ten men. I mean, in what sort of world is Sunderland? not winning a game against with all the nicest respect in the world Shrewsbury when they're in the relegation zone yeah. in the third division how how is that anything other than just seriously seriously worrying for anybody who is a well, you haven't fan? beat them for three years now yeah, yes. it's just it's, yes. but it's just like but we should have what like last night it's, we had everything I mean it was on a plate all we had to do was was keep it's keep doing what we did in the first half. I mean, I know we, we they had a couple of chances in the first half, but we were infinitely better in that first half than we were in the second. I think a lot of the the issues started when um, he made the Evans substitution. Not wanting to dig out Evans particularly, but I just think the thinking behind that stuff, which disrupted the midfield, it disrupted the defence, all to bring on a player who I couldn't really understand why he was bringing him on anyway, given what his attributes are versus what we needed. It didn't but, make sense. Yeah, that's that's also like a marker to the opposition here. It's like, oh, we're going to yeah. settle for this. And yeah, it's we're like, going to settle against your 10 men. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It, it, like a baffling substitution because it's like, what are you holding here? We don't need to hold anything. We need yeah. to get the second goal, then hold it. If he and makes Winchester, that, 
Winchester yeah. having a great game in midfield gets shunted back out to right back. It's like why he was playing well in midfield. We don't yeah. need Evans on as well. My, Winchester's doing a fine job. My my issue with with that substitute were two things. That firstly, I I don't think Evans is very good. Yeah. And secondly, as you as you just as you said, the whole team's then changed, and you're dragging people out of position unnecessarily. You're dragging people out of position unnecessarily in a side who are not playing well. They're not high on confidence and they're doing all right the the you know they dug in in the first half they didn't play well but they're, they're winning they've got the noses in front they're down to 10 men just leave it alone yeah we'd have won that game i think if he hadn't a dicked around with a couple, the team of, couple of changes up top maybe bring, bring an attacking player on for an attacking player something like that you know freshen it up but i've no issue why, with that i disrupted that midfield I've, i have I've no, no idea i've no issue with like, you know, freshening it up, straight, straight swaps, you know, swapping your wingers over maybe if something goes There's no need to, one, hold a point, uh, sorry, hold out against a 10-men Shrewsbury Town side with half the game to go. And there's no need to drag your midfielder to, to right back to pull people out of positions all over the pitch just for the sake of it. And that is something of a manager who is losing it. Yeah. Because he just didn't need to do it. He did. He's like he was doing nothing was preferable to making that substitution. But this like is what he does. Shrewsbury yeah, exactly. Shrewsbury sends blood, and 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 you would do if you're a Shrewsbury player because, like you say, you, you think why are they making this up? Right, you know they're obviously you know they're crapping themselves here. We can get into it, and we gave them a signal, and it it just yeah. Sorry, Tom Fridge, but it's just no. It's, it's just about it. it's just well, I can, it's understandable to be annoyed about it. It's under, it's understandable like losing or failing to beat terrible teams in this division and it's now getting on four years of it and yeah, yeah I can understand the frustration but this is what he does, this is what Lee Johnson does yep. he can't leave things alone he always has to try and tinker with things thinking he's like a little Guardiola or something like this mm-hmm. and when it's not going right like just, like, he had that game so he, he could have could have won that game 2-3-0 and then we'd have we wouldn't be that's the most in this annoying mood. part. The we fact be... we were winning. Yeah, like, we that's the... the thing. We had it. We had it in our hands and we pissed it up the wall. And Wait, it's so... just so frustrating. Well, that's it. And it's also like, then the Ipswich game looks a bit better. Then we don't have to... Then there's not so much pressure on... Well, there is pressure on this Cambridge game. But it's like, you've got like just another... A bit of respite and people are calming down a bit. It's like... But now you just well look at you, Jim. The happiest man in the world is fuming at this. <laughs> yeah, like, look what you've done, Lee. Look what you've done, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> broken, Jim. Yeah. Blame, blame. I mean, I haven't felt this broken. Phil Parkinson broke me last year, and I just about managed to get myself fixed again. And Lee Johnson's done it to me again. Well, just... it's almost admirable that managers keep doing this to you, Jim. <laughs> the, um, let's talk about him then. Uh, we just have, but for me, I, I obviously they're not going to at the minute. But he'll get, I imagine, at least a Cambridge game. Um, for me, I would get rid of him. Don't ask me who you bring in because at the minute I'm, I don't really care. It's not about that. I think my issue and the reason why is because we've seen this before, and if we go on and win the next four games. This will come around again in February and we'll yeah. be in the same situation. I just don't think that Lee Johnson 
will get this football club promoted or any football club because of the style of manager he is and yeah. because of this keeps happening. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been saying it. We've been saying it not as bluntly as this, but yes, uh, we've been saying it for a few weeks now. And uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't have particularly any confidence in him. I thought particularly, I, th- I think since that Sheffield Wednesday game, when he came out with that bizarre interview saying how he's going to, yeah. everything's going to be all right, please stay with us. Everything's going to be fine. Mm. We are going to be a success. Like, just, no. You you clearly, like, this is too big for you. This job is too big for you. That, you. That's very much what it looks like. And it's now it's like, and now it's like, we, it was in the press today, he's digging out her, like Ross Stewart, saying that he needs to do more work. Yeah. It's like, we didn't create a chance. What is he supposed to do? Like, pick it up from the halfway line and take on the Shrewsbury team and bang it in himself? He's been our... Probably also just, we'd have looked a damn sight worse in most games if he hadn't have worked his arse up for, yeah. for literally no reward up front, which he did. Yeah. He's done, maybe he did it a little bit yesterday, sir, but at, yeah. like honestly, there can't be a player who has put more like physical effort into every single game we played this season than him. So to pick on him, yeah, I mean, it's... presumably he, 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 he was trying, yeah, I don't know what he was saying to it. It strikes of a manager yeah. that's flailing. He's... Because yeah. he can't, he can't think of a way how to turn this round. And the thing is, had we won last night, yeah, it gives him another reprieve to the weekend, and we might beat Cambridge. But as you say, Matt, we could be in this, in Christmas time, and we lose four on the bounce again. It's just how it how it goes, and it's like it's not just us. It happened at Bristol City; they lost like exactly. a record amount of games in a row, which stopped them getting promoted. And their fans literally said this would happen when yeah. we appointed him. Like, well, you look know. At, Look at the end of last season. We we had promotion in our grasp there, and then we won one in nine. And it's like, I just don't, I just don't have any confidence that this manager is going to get us over the line. Again, I'm like you. I can't tell you who who is the like the savior to like finally get us out of this hellscape of division. But I tell you one thing: it's not Lee Johnson. For me, it's like it's quite simply. Sunderland, it's like it's it's Sunderland have to get promoted this season. What is the best way that we can do that? I am struggling to see how retaining the manager in the way if it, the way things are going, the things he's saying, the way we're playing, I can't see how that's going to work. It, and, and like you've like you've both covered already, his record, he's never won a promotion as a manager. Yeah. Um, he is doing exactly what fans of previous clubs he's managed have said would happen with the streaks and stuff. And he, the way he's saying bizarre things in the media it makes me think lose confidence in him and if we're thinking that are the players thinking that as well is it a case of he's losing the dressing room is he lost the dressing room are players not buying into it anymore and there's enough time way enough time left this season for Sunderland to turn this around we're nowhere near anywhere near out of it and it's like who do we entrust to see out the rest of this season because it almost doesn't matter who whether we have specific names who we think could take over or not, because people say, oh, we can't just keep stacking managers. But it's like you can't also keep a manager where it's not working anymore because yeah. that also won't 100%. work. And it's like I totally get that in an ideal world, we'd have this stable period of of just like exponential growth where we went from League One to the Championship and kept getting better. And that will happen with the right manager, but you have to have the right manager to be able to do that. And the the problem is that if Lee Johnson is struggling with what is 
in my opinion, bar possibly the squad we had in the first season of Jack Ross, Jack Ross, sorry, did we have a Ross there? Jack Ross, um, the strongest squad we've had in League One. It's better than last season's squad. It's better than the season before squad. It's easily, easily one of the best squads in the league. A, a good manager will get us out of this division. It is not an impossible job. There's not too much expectation. There's not too much pressure. The fans aren't too mean. It's none of that. It is purely and simply, as was proven by the way we played earlier in the season, we haven't yeah. got good players. If Johnson can't do it, somebody else can. And now's the time to change it because what we don't want to do is is stick with him and then th- all of a sudden it's February and we're still in yeah. fifth. But rather than being four points away, the, the automatic spots are like 12 points away. And it's like, well, why have we just wasted three months? It's also so, the... Yeah. It's also the the transfer window coming up. It's like if you like this whole setup that Sunderland have at the moment. Then if you've set it up with a director of football and a scouting network, etc., the easiest thing is to sack the manager because the system is that's in the reason the system exists exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So everything so, else carries on. We just change the coach. Yeah. So if like if the coach is not good enough, well, all right, get rid of him, and the rest of the system, can, this much vaunted system, can stay in place. And it's like, you don't want to have this drag on and results get worse. And then we have, we, you know, because always January always has to be like a fucking like crucial period because we've like not done the the good work we meant to do in the summer. And you don't want to entrust that to a manager that's clearly on the downward spiral. So So this model works. There's a lot of clubs at the EFL have this model, and it does work. Sorry, interrupting you on that, Tom, but yeah, uh, that's what to get that in there. So it's not the model. It's if if it's not working, like you say, change the coach. Exactly. I agree with all of that. Um, (laughs) I think at the the minute that Ipswich game looks very much like chucking deck chairs off the Titanic to try and help, basically. (laughs) Well, um, that's um, I'm. Bored of talking about him now. I feel sad. So, I, will, uh, we'll... I will say though, the only way he stumbles on for another week is if we go to Cambridge and batter them. And but yeah. and if like... we do that, then fair play. Like you know what? It's one but of no, them but where... it's like we should be. I know, but then it's Cambridge. the same. It's, it's, I think Cra- I think uh, Gareth had said it's uh, like a bit like Oli- the Oli Gunnar Solskjaer situation, where he's just thinking, oh well. We'll not sack him then because we've won. Yeah, it's well, just that's, like, that's uh, what I'm saying about the run of games. Like the issue is, it's it suddenly needs to get promoted this season, and who manages it is kind of irrelevant. That's just what needs to happen. So if we batter Cambridge, then you think, okay, fine. What happens in the next game? What happens in the next this game? Is it. Obviously, because obviously they yeah. won't sack him. He needs to put together a run of much much improved performance, but it has to be the next game. So now. But then, even then, the issue is there's always in the back of your mind. Look what happened at the yeah. back end of last season. Look it's, what's just happened now. Yeah. Like, and the sad it, thing is, he, people might say, "Oh, it's just a reputation or a nickname." But the problem is, he literally is streaky. Like, this is yeah. literally happening. And the scary thing I find about the streakiness is, I don't know how it happens. Like, how can he? How can the same team go from being so good to so bad so quickly? I just don't get it, and it it's worrying but, but that it happens it. again and but, again. A lot of it is because he, he thinks he's too cleverer than he is and he tries to yeah. make changes that don't work just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, anyone else want to slag him off a bit more before um, we go over it? Yeah, go on then. Um, it's just, 
it's just I remember saying at the beginning of the season how it was like, yeah, this is what did we win like five out of six or something like that. I was like, yeah, this is all great, but I'm just wondering what's going to happen when we lose game and what's happened exactly. when we lose a game. We've lost four games, and it's just like we can't like. I don't I don't see a way back now because it's like right you you beat um you beat Cambridge on Saturday maybe and then you beat I don't know we got like Morecambe on Tuesday night like, like no we got Oxford and then Morecambe at home Oh, is it oh, is it got Plymouth as well Yeah Plymouth but it's just, it's just like league. I don't know but then it get you get to like the the Christmas period Ipswich away Arsenal away Doncaster away Sheffield Wednesday at home you could just get twatted in all of those games. Well, maybe not Doncaster, but it's like, we might. And, then it, and then we're, <laughs> and then we're back to where we are. So, yeah. I remember on on Monday's pod, just one quick more thing. And um, the the point was made. I think it was James who made the. I can't remember, but someone said, "Would you rather lose the games all in one go or spread throughout the season?" I think the issue is not so much that we're losing. Like, because teams will lose games at this level, but the problem is, like you said, when it becomes a, a series of loss after loss after loss, game after game after game, or even not loss, even if it's a, there's a draw in there, but if it's bad performance after bad performance, it be, it, it it becomes a confidence strainer. It drains confidence out of the players, out of the fans, and it's. It, I would rather we didn't win eight games in a row if we didn't then <laughs> lose five games in a row. I'd rather. They were sort of a bit not completely back for back win loss win loss, yeah. but it seems so unsustainable the way Johnson's results seems to go as a manager. And like we said, it's not just here. Bristol City fans could probably come on this pod now, and they would literally say the exact same thing about there because they there were numerous seasons they could have would have should have gone up or at least had playoff opportunities under him, and they never did. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It's like if you look what's happened in the past week, uh, like few weeks. Battered at Rotherham, meekly battered at Sheffield Wednesday, lost in both cup competitions, and now like won one game, and then can't beat ten man Shrewsbury. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but like actually I'm not sorry. I won't miss him at all. So no. sorry, Lee. Sorry, Lee. Um, well, that's that's that then. That's what I've decided. <laughs> um, when we come back, is it great? When we come back, we'll. Uh, look ahead to the trip to Cambridge on Saturday. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow. Available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Wiseman Say preview show. Sunderland's travel to Cambridge United on Saturday afternoon. Hoping to sort of, well, keep Lee Johnson in the job, I guess. Um, Cambridge are 15th in the table. 23 points, so nine points less than Sutherland. Um, Plays 19 games, and they drew with Wigan last night, but they did chuck away a two-goal lead. There mm. ends my knowledge of Cambridge United, apart from Wes Houlihan plays for them, a man who is a loser because he famously didn't celebrate for Norwich because he scored against Aston Villa, his side, who were rumoured to be interested in signing him. Anyone else know anything about Cambridge United? Oh, and then he, uh, then he, then he didn't sign for them. He didn't sign for them, no. So no, even, even more of a... Just a massive loser. Just a but massive he is actually... Loser. He is good, though. But he is about 40. We should he's sign like him. Their, he's like he's their McGeady. He's basically their McGeady. He even plays yeah. in a similar position. He's probably a bit better yeah. than McGeady, but I think it's a similar, similar type. He's yeah, he's a good player. He's 39. He's going to score, isn't he? 39? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't know much about uh, Cambridge United. Well. Uh, all I know is Joe, Joe Ironside has scored a fair few goals. So That's a great name. He seems to be a decent striker. You know, like when you're watching Soccer Saturday or whatever, and regular names just pop up that you recognise. Like he's one of them who I seem to see pop up quite a bit for goals. But, well, I mean, let's be honest, he's, he's not going to be... As good as he's not going to be too good for that, we should be worried about him, particularly in the nicest possible way. Well, um, because you say that, but yeah, I mean, well, we, uh, we just conceded to the mighty Shrewsbury Town on uh, last uh, night, so well, uh, Cambridge's uh, November hasn't been good really. They lost at Rotherham 3 1, they did beat Northampton in the FA Cup, uh, they lost 4 1 at Milton Keynes. Um, that not like our results recently. By the way. Yeah, they do. They did beat Morecambe uh, away, but they lost to Stevenage United in the EFL uh, Trophy. Not your so, favourite competition, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of Are you? Uh... I knew that. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you going to this? I am going to this like a loser. Have you seen the... <laughs> uh Well, I did get you a ticket for this, so like, I, I feel that uh, you should be going to this. Yeah, well, I'm going to have a nice time. I'm going with... Uh... A guy that you may know, whose voice you may recognise. Ah, yeah, I, I don't know who you mean. Sorry. No, no, I've, I've forgotten his name too. But it should be quite a, a nice day. If nothing else, I've not been to Cambridge before, so I'm expecting no. it to be just like Oxford. Which you should uh, go and go and like find some nerdy students and work them or something. You know, just work fall off. Them. <laughs> push, work push them in the river. Yeah, push. just like push them, push them in the river or something. Whatever it is, do the boat race. Right? Yeah, you yeah. could have a you could bit, say bit, a bit of punting, bit of punting. Yeah, 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 do a bit of punting. Yeah, it could roll to Cambridge. Maybe if I set off now, <laughs> I would drown. Uh, <laughs> Simply yeah. Wally, but anyway, um, yeah. So the the well, that's enough about them. But in terms of the team selection, I don't even know what he's going to do. Here, I think right? it's the, I think it's kind of like spin the wheel. And like, who's going to yeah. play anywhere? Because yeah. that's what yeah. last night's um, 
team mm. selection seemed to be like just blindfolded, like spin the wheel. It's O nine at left back. <laughs> it's just like, and it's just like, all right, okay. Now next one, it's like, oh, Gooch has to play wing back. It's like, right, cool. Now He's what? Like, oh no. I think yeah. to be honest, it, the way a lot of a lot of what started yesterday should probably start on Saturday because I do think that. All joking aside, um, 09 is definitely better at left back than he is in Well, I have been I, saying this for weeks. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I have, I have too. But I, I think, like, what I mean by that is, I think the Winchester in midfield with with Neil worked better than Evans. I, I wouldn't start Evans. I think obviously Stuart. I, I like Stuart Broadhead was lively again yesterday. I think as well. So basically, okay. going forward, we look okay. I think the issue is. At, at the back, so I would like to see Flanagan come back in. Um, and I don't would you know. take Doyle off? Would you take Doyle or Wright? I'd out? take Wright out because personally. I'd take I'd take Callum Doyle on the team. Yeah, I think well, so. I th- I'd agree with um, giving Doyle a rest because they give him a rest, but I don't, I don't think he's played bad. I think he was, you know, I think I, I just <laughs> like him. I think he's better than Wright to be honest. Well, I, I think why you take him out. I don't particularly like Bailey Wright, but I think over the last two games he's, he's been all right. To be fair, and I think he Doyle, has. although he was good against Ipswich, I think last night he was poor. I, I think I think the, the the worst the worst thing or one of the worst things last night was was Gooch defensively. Um, I think I'd be concerned about him playing in the position that he did. I don't, but the problem is we've got these injuries at fullback, so it's like, what do we do? And yeah. I liked with. I don't really think Evans deserves a, a start based on what he did when he came on yesterday. So I'll be loath to 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 start him and move Winchester out. But at the same time, it's like Evans is obviously not going to play as badly as he did yesterday every time. So do we give him another chance? It's, no. it's kind of no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't know what he brings. Like I, I see don't... what he brings in certain situations. I don't know what he was bringing yesterday. Definitely, it was the right, not the right type of player to bring on. I can see. I think against better teams, it makes more sense. But I think against the type of team Cambridge are going to be, which is probably similar to what Shrewsbury yesterday, I don't see why having him on the on the pitch helps because we need more physicality in the middle, not less. And he is definitely not a physical player. Is hmm. no, he isn't. Um, you're on about. I get what you say. I agree with what you're saying about Gooch. To be honest, at full, but I just think Gooch generally has been poor. Really, he's not been, he's not been good for for like nearly a year now. Yeah, it's, he's got some. He, he's he's got while. some good attacking numbers from earlier in the season, but I think that was that. I mean, that's that's attacking. We're not playing him in a in a position where we can. I mean, he because his best attributes. Are, I know it's annoying when he holds up the ball and stuff too long a lot of the time, but. He can beat people and he, and he can he does create chances, but he's not getting the opportunity to do that playing where where he's or how he's or how he's been playing recently, or what he's presumably been told to do. So, yeah, I I, I think that's the issue. I think that was identified by Shrewsbury. I remember, I seem to remember at Sheffield Wednesday they quickly identified his limits as well and sort of exploited them. So, yeah, I think maybe Gooch needs a needs a time obviously. Well, no, I agree, but we're dropping Winchester back to to right back then, um, because we don't really have any other choice. 
like really. And then she put no because Oni will have to. We'd, well, we'd have to. Yeah. We'd have to. We'd have to. We just don't have any <laughs> at all. It's good, isn't it? It's... I just love the enthusiasm of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's just, at least I'm not going. But um, the well, uh... at least at least uh, you're not going to be watching on the stream like some losers like myself. <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I wasn't myself going until. I wasn't going until I had eight points of Stella on Saturday, and then I thought, oh. Yeah, and I got, were... I got a text at, like, 11 o'clock at night. It's like, <laughs> do you know someone who can get us a Cambridge ticket? <laughs> you're, what? Fuck off. What? No, I'm trying to enjoy myself. Go away. <laughs> the issue, the but, uh, issue as well is, yeah. like, you've made a good point there, Matt, really, though, because, like, what? the fact wow. we are so... We are what, so about the Stella? No, the fact we're so apathetic <laughs> about it, like, like, this is, like... We shouldn't be, and it's not our fault we are, but we are apathetic about it, and it's that's another symptom of of surely what the club don't want. With like, we should be thinking, oh yeah, come on, this is a winnable game. You know, we we need to push on, but because us being so apathetic about it, based on what we've seen recently, just sort of speaks to the, the negative trends that that the team have been producing recently. So. In you know, like it's got to be like purely a case of we need to see some more, something more before we're gonna before yeah. we're gonna really because I just cannot buy into this whole or oh, sort of fair weather fans thing. Like some, like, I'm not being funny. We'll take thousands on Saturday. We took thousands yesterday mm. to Shrewsbury. We people will go, and when you're there, you will get into it. And the home support has been fantastic all season as well, and. It's just we need more. We need to see more before we're going to be. We're really... What what would be the point of us sitting on this podcast and going, "Oh yeah, you know, Cambridge, we're going to beat them." Like you know, oh, we're such a good. Like, we'd be we'd be basically just burying our heads in the sand about the obvious issue that is Sunderland have serious problems at the minute. We're um, we're, we're not just... asking you know we we don't ask for ridiculous things. We just ask to you know maybe not lose to Mansfield Town at home two years in a row. Like it's, yeah. It's not throw away uh, one nil leads against sides in relegation zone. We're down to ten men. Like, yeah. and it's not even just the result; it's how it was done. It's yeah. about the performances for me, and it's just like it, it, it's it's more. Last night was just so avoidable, and it's almost yeah. like the manager made it happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I, just, I don't know. You feel that you've you're you're apathetic because you've seen this before. We've seen it every. This is it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Is, I mean, this is literally what it was like under Parkinson. Literally. You see the iceberg coming. I mean, like, and it's, I don't like this kind of like, oh, you got to give them time. No, he's had time. He's had a, he's had all, over a year now. It's just like yeah. nearly a year or whatever. It's just it's still shit. I'm sorry, but, but it is. People say like a year is enough. Like Neil Critchley took over Blackpool in like September, October last season and got them promoted yeah. and from from like near the bottom of the league. It can be done. It's not. We're not asking for some like insanely ridiculous things to happen. We're just asking for one of the biggest, richest clubs in the league with the best facilities and some of the best players to be able to compete at the level we should compete at in this league. And that doesn't include what's happened recently. And I'm sorry, but to be told, and I, I particularly take exception with this because I, I mean, you all laugh at me for it, but I am a, I am a positive <laughs> fan. And like to be, to, to have it implied that I'm in somehow my positivity is, is lacking. Because I don't, I'm just going to bury my head in the sand about the fact that we're just patently not good enough for the minute. He's really annoying, um, and I think that people 
as it, well, I say people, I mean as a fan base. Like, obviously, we will support the team on Saturday. None of us want Sunderland to lose because we can be proved right about it. Like, that's ridiculous. That's what we need to have. What needs to happen is if this is the start of a change, if we do play well on Saturday and we do beat Cambridge in the way that Sunderland should, then good. I'm all for it. If Lee Johnson can make can, can prove that he is not going to be a streaky manager who is going to get us another five wins, then another five losses, then fine. But the problem is, when you've seen it all before, like Tom says, we've seen it with Sunderland and we've seen it with Johnson elsewhere. It's just so hard to get invested in it again because we all know what's going to happen or yeah. what probably will happen. And this is me saying it, the man who has never... I mean, I, I've ne- still never said that Sunderland won't win a game and I probably never will, but I, I'm feeling... About Sunderland, probably as negative as I ever oh, have. Oh, this is going to be trying, exciting. He's, so. he's going to... He's, what's he yeah. going to do? He's going to predict a draw, maybe. No, no, no. We're going to win. We're going to win. No, no, no. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. it. Um, before we do that, I, I, I was going to talk more about the team, but what's the point? Really? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We don't really have any options. Like The only options really you've got are out wide. Diaku, I mean, he's that free kick. That free kick at the end, I was, I was watching. I just laughed when it. It's like because he, he was really enthusiastic. It's like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, put it I down. And he, just, story for and he it, just launched just, it out the yeah. ground. I you was can like, see, you can see what he wanted to do. But no, he's just never gonna no I, I just thought like <laughs> I can just imagine what was going through Aidan McGeady's head when he saw that just <laughs> sail over him. You know that like, embarrassing, like, embarrassing gimps meme of him. It was probably just like embar- <laughs> embarrassing. Like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> he watches it just aimlessly sail into the whatever it was called. The Shropshire now. Sky over yeah. it. Went. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I wouldn't be playing him. Uh, McGeady looked injured, so I mean, he didn't look great. I, uh, I don't know who would play. Embleton would probably come back in for me. Embleton, yeah, and, you know, the combinations with Broadhead and Stewart is, it, you know, that was one of the few positives again, as it has been when they played together previously. So I'm not writing this off. We have got enough to, to win this. What I was what I was making the point about was just the general feel about, like, we always, always like, for me, it's, it's it's at the back and it's, it's, it's in the midfield and, it's all well and good saying injuries, but Shrews, we had a shed loads of injuries and suspensions last night as well. Yeah. So it's not just us who it affects. It affects every team in every <laughs> league. Like You can't moan that you can't have your first choice players playing every week because no team probably has, unless you're in the Premier League and you can have six players in every position or whatever it is, most of them have. It's just not going to happen, is it? No. We need um, to be more yeah. resilient and deal with it. And we're and just was- not. And also, it would help if uh, Ross Stewart works a bit harder. If he works a you bit harder, he should do a lap. He should do a lap of the pitch, and then stop. He should, he should, run to John, he should like start, make do a little start and watch sign and do a lap. Honestly, if I was him, I was reading that in the paper. It's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. Just like, it's, all right. So I'm now your scapegoat for your baffling. It's moved from like the fans to McGeady for playing injured, even though presumably Johnson wouldn't have had a problem if McGeady had played injured and scored, to, to, to the hardest work, literally our hardest working player in Ross Stewart. Like, he is, like you say, he's, he's just, you know, targeting. He's the, on, he's the only one that scores goals at the moment. Yeah, well, I know. He is. Right, he is. <sighs> he's anyway. a genuine threat at this yeah. level and he's been good in virtually every game he's played. And so <sighs> I'm just not going to, I'm not going to have any trouble criticising him. I just don't get it. Well, that, that, that's... Yeah, well, that's uh, sending us to Cambridge in buoyant mood over that chat. Um, 
before we leave here, um, Jim, you weren't seeming too positive, but are you going to be able to predict someone to not win a game of football? No, we're going to win. We're going to uh, win. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. I'm going to say two-one. Two-one scores. Uh, Ross Stewart and Broadhead. Stewart and Broadhead. Fair enough. Tom. I feel that this will be yet another Nadir in the history of Sunderland AFC. I also think it'll be very akin to the, um, the Gillingham game away under Phil Parkinson where we conceded in the last minute. So I think, uh, although I really don't want us to because it's be another humiliation of this humiliating life of this club, but I think we'll lose 1-0. And I think that'll oh, be no. it. Yeah. I actually, I, I think we'll win. Um, but I think it'll be turgid, um, mm. a largely awful game, and I think we'll we'll win it with a, a header, one nil. Um, from a header from uh, from Bailey Wright. Mm, no. it, it has got it, it though. If he does like, if he does manage to pull it out of the bag, it does. It will feel like that Doncaster game at like Boxing Day. On the park, yes. Yes. Or was it Boxing Day? It was just after Boxing Day. It was just. It was just after. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was yeah, and then we finished the day. Um, <laughs> hey, the, it's, a, it's awards <laughs> night on Monday, isn't it? Yeah, the lads are uh, going down in the in the finest, the best clothes. Ooh, I've heard all yeah, about yeah, the suits. Yeah, they're excited about their uh, the suits. Stephen's lost his, so hopefully, he can they'll, find all, that they'll, they'll all look like James Bonds. Be lovely. <laughs> they will, as they. Hopefully, win the whatever award this is. Um, you know what? If, if, if we do win it, that is going to be one of the, the most hilarious things of all time. If we actually win, well, it's the same night as the same night as the Ballon d'Or. Um, right, okay. So I know which award. I'd rather win if you're listening, panel. Um, you know, we could like win it and then Lee Johnson gets sacked on the same day. So you know what a treat. Or it turns <laughs> out Lee, Lee Johnson is guest presenter of the best oh. podcast of the year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's actually on, he's actually on the yeah, he's actually on the panel. But, oh shit! <laughs> also, uh, many happy returns to your dog, Matthew. Yeah, it's my dog's birthday, so I'm gonna get out. I've got a mistake for see. Is he feeling uh, now? He's waiting for it. He's, uh, there it is. He's. Uh, oh, this the god that's better than mine. It's better than mine. I'm making a pasta bake for me and Becky, so that's chub <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm just having his kibble for my team. <laughs> Rolls reversal. Yeah, yeah. This is shit. Like eating off the floor. He's, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna walk you. He's gonna walk you around the block as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he takes me to the harbour, mate, that's fine. But um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Before, yeah, let me go and uh, prepare my kibble. So. Uh, What's left to say is happy birthday, Frank, and uh, thanks for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.